0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select campus events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
1: You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Santiva.
4: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: Sharp Money, it's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, as we say hi on a Tuesday trade deadline, Major League Baseball. I'm Patrick Maher live from Los Angeles. Where the hell you been? I'm back. Trade deadline got plenty to do. Today's gonna be awesome. Three hours ahead of us, of course. The dangerous duo back in Las Vegas. Dustin Sweetelson and Amal Shaw have done not a good an exquisite job while I was gone for the month of July. So I appreciate you both as partners, as people. Thank you. It's great to be back. I'm not going to get syrupy because we do have breaking news as we start up a sharp money here to start up August. I didn't even know that we have a Verlander move. Okay. That was the white whale. That was the big fish boys. Would he, or wouldn't he be moved? Remember Justin Verlander, 40 years old. The Mets are a complete, catastrophe big guy and he has a no trade clause when you get into your 40s just ask me ask them all shaw sometimes life takes precedent over work so whether or not he would move you know there's a big difference between living in new york city with your supermodel wife when you're rich and living in new york city as a 25 year old like i did when you're poor okay it's fun when you're rich breaking news but we do have breaking news and that is Justin Verlander has been traded. Amal Shaw, I say hi to you. Dustin Sweetelson, I say hi to you. And Dustin, we go to you with the breaking news.
3: Uh queue up Diddy and Skylar Gray because Justin Verlander is coming home. He's coming home. He's going back. The to Houston. Tigers back to Houston.
5: <laughs> wait, 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 hold on a second. First off, he's my favorite pitcher of all time. No hitters, the whole entire gamut with the Detroit Tigers. When you say Justin Verlander is going back home, you're either talking about Virginia where he grew up or the Detroit Tigers. Amal Shaw, he's headed to your team that I know you like a lot. The Houston Astros, of course, they have issues with the injuries. First off, hi, it's great to see you. Secondly, let's get a reaction. Verlander on the move to Houston. Great to have you back,
2: but I got to correct one thing. Having lived in Dallas, we are not supporting... We're supporting Houston down, in, uh, down there. So. There. But you're absolutely right. Uh, Houston Astros, what a great move for this team. Right on the cusp of potentially catching the Rangers last week, Framber Valdez gets shelled at home, which is a bit shocking. But this team is right there. And I love the fact that both of these teams in Texas are making moves to potentially get themselves back in this position. And what if the Astros made only like six or seven straight ALCSs? I mean it's incredible what the run has been. A little bit's been negated by the cheating scandal, but again, you can't take away their accomplishments. Patrick, I love this acquisition. You followed Verlander his entire career. You know what he's capable of. What is He had three no-hitters in his career, I believe. This guy has been elite uh, for a decade and a half, almost two decades now. He has been tremendous, and I think it will only help this uh, rotation. Think back to what we saw last year with Verlander and Framber; Both guys were Cy Young candidates. And once again, now you've got top-of-the-rotation guys who, to me, this becomes the best combination once again in baseball.
5: Surefire Hall of Famer. He is a Pac-Man when it comes to the innings pitched. Of course, just eats innings. That's what he does. He's a horse, never gets injured. He's going to be 41 in February. Now, here is the sticking point, and this is why the Dodgers and maybe the Baltimore Orioles who are young with prospects coming out their eyeballs. This is maybe why they didn't want to trade for Verlander. Remember, he's on the hook for two years, $92 million. If he hits 140 innings pitched next year, Dustin Sweetelson, he can opt into that 2025. He'll be 40. Three years old. You know who doesn't care? The Houston Astros. Amal Shah just outlined it. They've been great for a while now. However, the starting pitching is an issue. Garcia, McCullers Jr., had season-ending elbow surgery a few weeks ago. Christian Javier just hasn't been quite the same. They needed a horse. They got a horse, the Astros and Verlander.
3: Yeah, and for Justin Verlander, who I believe had a no-trade clause, he was going to have to go somewhere that made sense for him, somewhere that he knew he could contend for a World Series, and somewhere where he was going to be comfortable living. He grew up near Baltimore, you know, about a two-hour drive in, in Virginia. But... Houston is a place he won a World Series with. He understands what's on the line here. I think the familiarity mattered here. And one thing from a betting standpoint that I think is interesting is – the market never over-adjusted on the Astros. They always anticipated Houston was going to be in the mix, even when they scuffled out of the gate this season. They're the third shot on the board on DraftKings right now, seven to one behind just the Dodgers and the Braves, and rightfully so. It's almost like the the, the betting market anticipated a move like this coming down for for Houston. You put him on the front end of that rotation for the next two years. I think that's a big piece of this trade is you're not getting a rental. You're getting a guy who's on your roster for two years, and maybe unfortunately, as you mentioned, that player option for the third year. I think it changes everything about how the Astros line up. It's not just a regular season move. This is a postseason move. Justin Verlander is brought in to be that guy at the front end of the rotation to kick things off in the playoffs and send a message at the beginning of every
5: series. If you're just joining us, it is official. It looks like Justin Verlander is on his way. He's familiar with Houston. The Astros get it done, had to make a move. They did make a move. That division is gettable. Now, the Houston Astros are one storyline I was flying back from Michigan. There's so much shtick I wanted to do to open the show, and yet a big bomb is dropped on us with Verlander. We'll get into plenty of it as the show unfurls a little bit here. But Amal Shaw. I was flying back. Remember when I was flexing that I was going to fly first class to Paris? That didn't happen. As a matter of fact, I flew in the middle seat on Spirit, where they put a nice piece of plywood down in the middle (laughs) seat, and I flew back from DTW to LAX, that's Detroit for the kids, back to LAX. And... And it was nice because my neighbors, one to the left and one to the right, both decided we were at the beach, took their shoes and socks off. Them dogs were barking the whole way. But while we were flying back, I did have an opportunity to come up with the four storylines and the four teams that matter in Major League Baseball in 2023. And we'll get to those in just a little bit. But again, I know this isn't necessarily your team covering sports in Dallas, but it is a team you have a lot of respect for in Houston. What does Berlander do for them now moving forward? Well, I think there's a few things. You guys brought...
2: Both brought up the point he's going back to Houston, which is crucial. This trade, he doesn't have to do anything. I'm guessing he probably still owns his house in Houston. Just an easy move right back there. And you get there, you get settled, and he can come right into the middle of this clubhouse without skipping a beat. I mean, we're only eight months removed from him having been a Houston Astro. This helps immensely. This team is right there. You go from a non-contender to a contender, and it just changes the dynamic. Look, I can promise you, Framber Valdez probably will not care that he's going to start game two of the postseason. He'll be just fine with it. This is a guy that has been a tremendous pitcher for the last couple of years. You've got an absolute horse. You said it best. He's a Hall of Famer. It's not only he's a Hall of Famer. He's an elite pitcher. You know, we talked about top five pitchers for our generation. You and I did about a month and a half ago. Verlander didn't make my top five. I don't think he made your top five, but we had him at like six or seven or eight. That's correct. Right? He is right there. That's how dominant he has been. And you think about it. For a team that right now has scuffled a little bit, they're very, very good. To me, the acquisition of Justin Verlander changes everything. We looked at Baltimore. They could be the team to beat in the American League. That no longer is the case. Texas, with the acquisition of Scherzer, no longer the case. The Houston Astros and the road to the World Series to potentially face Atlanta is going through Houston.
5: We're showing the board right now. The Astros 8-1 to World Series DraftKings. Make sure you go check out DraftKings. I got plenty on DraftKings coming up as well. Right before the show started, you saw Matt Eumans and Mr. Murray. They were doing the college football preview. That's because we have something very exciting going down at Vincen and at DraftKings. Frankly, we've got our college football betting guide coming out in just a little bit. That's coming up on Thursday. Uh, Adam Burke, Burke, he who kind of oversees this with others, is going to join us on his regular spot here on Sharp Money. Coming up in just a bit, he's done so much good work on this as well. Wes Reynolds who kills it on every guide's going to join us in just about 52 minutes. He killed it as well. And I just wanted to give an anecdote. I was back home in Michigan, and when you go home, you know, you see a lot of friends and family, and sometimes it's a little overwhelming. I had an opportunity to go back. I won't give names or networks. I had an opportunity to see a lot of my old coworkers that work in, local radio there in detroit and when i say local radio the station's a freaking monster and i can tell you and this isn't sharp money let's put sharp money to the side i can tell you to a man and to a woman they all said they get their gambling knowledge and edification this is the monster station you can do your homework in detroit they get their betting knowledge from vson and every single one of my former co-workers signs up for every guide and i said i got an advanced copy of the college football betting guide. And I know I get syrupy about this stuff because these people work so hard behind the scenes here at VEASAN. This college football betting guide, when you talk about transfers and you talk about realignment and you talk about new head coaches... I don't know them all if there's ever been a more poignant year for one of these guys for us to do the legwork for you when it comes to the specifics. And that guy drops coming up on Thursday.
2: Well, think about this. I believe there's 60 or 61 offensive coordinator coordinator changes in college football. Wild. So think about how much information you have to be able to gather. I tell you, Patrick, I went through the guide. And, you know, I've not been one who advocates for a lot of things. Everybody's got their own (laughs) style. I'm being honest. I I I got to tell you. I get athlons, I get Lindy's, I get sporting news, and I look at these. The reason I get sporting news and Lindy's is just for the sake of, you know, been waiting 11 months for this thing to come out it's like I love when they go to Barnes and Nobles would you like to sign up for the card I'm like no I'll be back next July I don't need anything until then thank you Uh, the point is this guide with Wes Reynolds coming on the show today I was reading some of the previews in the Big Ten these guys have done Yeoman's work Matt Yeoman's gave out a tremendous play on Wisconsin the over eight and a half this number should be nine or nine and a half grab on that while you have an opportunity but if you are a college football better or an NFL better obviously we already had the pro football guide out but the college football guide is unbelievable maybe you don't follow a smaller conference you follow, whether it's the SEC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, whatever it may be, this is going to help you break things down a lot easier. You don't have to sit there and go digging into what Washington State is. They have provided you the information right there.
5: What I love about Amal Shaw, nothing changes in a month, whether you're his family, whether you're his friends, whether you're his coworkers, he's full of candor. So if you put out a bad college football betting guide, he's just not going to say anything That's or very he's going to bomb on you. <laughs> so that co-sign right there from Amal Shaw, look at the big guy. That co-sign right there from Amal Shaw. you know the guide is lit this year. v slash subscribe. All right, so Verlander to the Astros. When we come back, can I kind of say hi? I'd like to Absolutely. say hi to you too. I've got a ton of notes I want to get into. What did you two learn during the month of July? And as we go to break, again, Verlander to the Astros, I want to send a special shout out to B Dubs, Ben Wilson, Jeff Parles, Dave Ross. And if I'm missing anybody, thank you seriously for sitting in for me for the month of July. John Goulet on Microsoft Excel trying to fit in four straight weeks of a host. Hell of a job by the Frenchman. We're back, Sharp Money. It's vSIN, the sports betting network.
4: Unbelievable!
0: When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic.
4: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network.
5: Fired up this Thursday Hall of Fame game and VSIN. We dropped the college football betting guide, power ratings, picks, previews, predictions, pro, as in become a VSIN pro subscriber and get all access to our betting tools, betting splits, and the 2023 College Football Betting Guide. Thursday's release coming up in two days of the College Football Betting Guide and our previously released, remember, the NFL Betting Guide already dropped. We'll have you ready to turn a profit on the gridiron this year. The only way to get the guides and everything we offer is to become a Beeson Pro and you can do that at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we got you back, Sharp Money. Amal Shaw, Mr. Ohio State, is going to have to take a seat because the real Mr. Ohio State joins us now. Ben Hartsock, of course, Sirius XM host on Big Ten Radio, former Ohio State and NFL tight end. You can find Ben. He does a great job over at SiriusXM. but you can find him on Twitter at Ben Hartsock. Hi, Ben. How you doing, buddy? Good to see you. Doing well, doing well. We're starting to talk about football to bed with all this realignment
6: to bed with all this NIL and transfer portal and Congress. Let's talk ball boys. Let's talk ball.
5: <laughs> it does feel it's weird. What are we just 24 days away from kicking off, it, it once that calendar hit August one, it's like a different mindset. Ben, now let's talk about the mindset for the other teams in the Big Ten. Big Ten changes coming, of course, USC and UCLA next year, but this year you look at the betting market, more of the same. You would assume Ohio State. Of course, plus 165 and Michigan plus 170 in conference. The third betting favorite is Penn State at six to one. Do Michigan and Ohio State deserve to be that big time favorite in conference? Yeah, I
6: mean, here's I kind of see Michigan and Ohio State. And and I will throw Penn State in the discussion as when you just do right now, I think all you can do is a is a talent composite analysis. If you simply look up and say, okay, which O-line group would I take? Which wide receiver group would I take? Penn State, Michigan, and, and Ohio State, I think, are all in the same weight class. Now, fresh off of coming from Big Ten Media Days in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium, I will say those Michigan boys are walking with a little hitch in their giddy up. Like they have got some swagger, Blake Corum, the running backs wearing velvet coats. Like he's coming to America. Uh, I I say this about Michigan. They have had talent. You know, you can speculate where their recruiting rankings have been, but like for, for history, if you study sports history, like the four minute mile and Roger Bannister, it was like this, this ceiling that they thought no human will ever. break the four minute mile, but then Roger Bannister did it. And the moment that Roger Bannister did it, there'd be like dozens of other world-class athletes broke through. It was kind of like a mental block and they got unlocked for the four minute mile Michigan players. I say are kind of have broken through that mental block and they are it they're wearing it well and i hate to say that as a buckeye but they feel like a team that have the talent and they also have the advantage of this like superpower of like yeah we can't be beat and it's uh it's it it's, it's what i see to another extent with georgia football players but michigan is walking with a ton of swagger right now
2: Well, you know, you summarized it perfectly. I think both these teams have a great opportunity to be very successful this year. And when you look at this league, Ben, I believe the national champion is going to come out of the winner in that game, November 25th in Columbus. When you look at the inexperience of quarterback, how much of a concern do you have for Ohio State? And then JJ McCarthy, is he a guy that can win a game against Georgia, Alabama, or potentially USC or someone like that?
6: Yeah, uh, it's interesting what Michigan's doing to try to overcome their struggles in the college football playoff. This is how, like, the the the, the, the rubric of relevance is kind of fascinating, right? It's, it's Michigan's conference, but they've really done nothing in the college football playoff. And so they've implemented this, quote, beat Georgia drill that they're doing every day of mm-hmm. the week during the season that as a Buckeye, I'm like, good. Keep, keep focusing on Georgia. Don't worry about uh, Ohio but, state. That's but, but, plays but right then, into our hands
2: real quick. Did they beat TCU? I mu- I missed that game. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> oh, right. It's, oh, a, it's, I, a, it's I, a whole okay. thing. I
6: wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Right. It's funny how those things work out. Uh, So, so uh, I think JJ McCarthy has that like, you don't know till, you know, but he certainly has some of those intangibles that I think if given the full uh, you know, as long as they don't hamstring last year was like a spoonful of a time uh, at a time each week for JJ McCarthy's development. Now there should be no restrictions and how will he handle that? I think he can do it, but the problem is their featured uh, wide receiver might be Colson Loveland, the, the, the tight end. And so that's not something that gets me super jazzed up for, for Michigan fans to say that I would push in with them, but I think he's got that kind of talent. And then looking at Ohio state, who's got, you know, we're watching all these blue bloods, Georgia and Clemson and, and Ohio state and Alabama uh, get new quarterbacks, Ohio state, just in four cycles, you go from a, a, a historic team that has acceptable, but not elite quarterback play to now it's first rounder bust from Dwayne Haskins to Justin Fields to CJ Stroud to now, if it's Kyle McCord, and that looks like the guy, uh, the expectation is he'll be a top five draft pick in a couple years. And so I, I don't have a ton of hesitation because in Ryan day, I trust that at being able to, cause he's done it now three cycles in a row at the quarterback position. This guy's going to eventually be a top five pick and we'll see how it shakes out uh, in Indiana
5: week one. Ben Hartsock joins us here. Sharp Money, of course, Ohio State, Sirius XM, Big Ten Radio, college football, Penn State. I'm not a big Franklin guy, and I'll leave that aside, but you can get into what you think about Franklin as a coach. But this could be. Now, remember, he's been there a while then. Left Vandy, done a hell of a job. Penn State, kind of a little ebb and flow with popularity. But Aller's got some experience as a former five-star kid. That run game should be ridiculous. Tell me about Penn State yeah their
6: talent measures up to Ohio State and Michigan but their prove it doesn't they they, they haven't they've they, year in year out Penn State has, has won a bunch of games but they haven't beaten Michigan they haven't been beat Ohio State yet and so Drew Aller has a tremendous amount of anticipation for him to be given the keys. We're finishing the Sean Clifford era and, and Penn state has a huge amount of hype. The way that they took care of business in the Rose bowl against the, a gritty Utah team. That's a tough beat. They've been enjoying a ton of hype. And so drew Aller, a five-star that I kind of wonder if he wasn't cast off from Ohio State, a guy that's from the state of Ohio that Ohio State didn't take, would he be getting the same level of hype? But he is, and so there's a ton of expectation there. It 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 hinges on his performance. Uh they've turned they got some turnover at the wide receiver position. Parker uh Washington and Mitchell Tinsley is gone, but Keandre Lambert Smith is expected to come in and Dante Cephas, a Kent State uh transfer with a bunch of receptions from the Mac coming in. There's excitement there. But they've got uh, the the most beautiful specimen of human offensive line in Olu Fashanu uh, anchoring that offensive line, the guys, I've got a thing for offensive line, the man, these, this thing is, this guy's beautiful. I saw him. I went to the Auburn game last year. and I didn't know his name yet, but I, you know, you're just walking on a sideline and all of a sudden you just see this Greek God of a human. He's just unbelievable. So they've got a uh, great talent at wide or at uh running back and offensive line. They've got a ton of optimism about their, their quarterback position and the defensive side of the ball like quietly defensively, Penn state has been just churning out dudes. And right now it's, it's chop Robinson and Adisa Isaac at the D line position. Uh, It's uh, uh, Abdul Hodge is the, uh, I'm sorry, Abdul Carter is the, the linebacker. That's the next in great Penn state linebacker play. And then Kalen King, the cornerback uh, is going to replace Joey Porter jr. They've got dudes at every level. And Manny Diaz has got that defense uh, attacking very, very well.
2: By the way, Abdul Hodge was good when he was at Iowa, so you're not wrong in that yeah, statement. It,
6: yeah, yeah, I played against Abdul Hodge. Sorry, my wires got crossed there. <laughs> you're good.
2: <laughs> um, I want to ask you, Luke Fickle was on your team when you won the national championship with the Buckeyes, special teams coach with Ohio State, now takes over Wisconsin. How good does this Wisconsin program potentially ascend to under his leadership?
6: Well, you've certainly seen he addressed some of Paul Chriss' shortcomings in the recruiting pipeline, the modernization of the recruiting department, the uh, the glitz and glamour. Paul Chris kind of shunned that Luke fickles, not a not a glitzy, glamorous guy, but he recognizes what it needs to be. And and I I was joking with Luke because I know him personally about how they did a, a end of. End of summer conditioning workout where it was like squat tober or whatever, squat fest and DJs and strobe lights. And, and like, it's everything against what he is. Like the <laughs> Luke fickle I know was a state champion, high school wrestler. He wants, he wants a dark, damp weight room with like staff growing on the weights. That's kind of his environment, but he knows that he's got to modernize. So he, he's a proven product as a developer and he's modernizing, but the hype around Wisconsin is Phil Longo, the offensive coordinator. And so he comes in as a, uh, as a, as an air raid kind of guy, but they at North Carolina, where Phil Longo came, he had 2000 yard rushers there. There's a ton of reason why I think this team is going to still run the ball. Braylon Allen's one of the best running backs in all of college football. It's just going to be through the modern lens of spread offense,
2: but ben Hartsock. great job. Go ahead. Amal. now. I was just gonna say real quickly, by the way, we talked about the house mission game and he was part of the great speech by Jim Trussell. Uh, you'll be proud of our men off the field and in the classroom and in 116 days in yeah. Ann Arbor, Michigan. It was 310 in the
6: speech, but I wanted to change it to today. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, Luke, Luke's a guy that is a proven product, and I told this to Luke when I saw him. He was never a teammate of mine. He was a, a coach, but his, his legacy, even years after he left, were, he was still around, and I think that's a great credit to the impact he has.
5: Did an exceptional job at Cincinnati. Not a good job. Exceptional. Ben Hartsock, you're the best. Thank you. We'll talk to you during the regular season. Breaking Major League Baseball news coming back.
4: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher
7: and
5: Amal Shaw on VSN, the sports betting network. Amal Shaw, Dustin sweetleson I'm Patrick Maher. Sharp Money here on Vsin the Sports Betting Network. Over at vsin.com Adam Burke, who's going to join us in an hour, has got you updated on Major League Baseball's trade deadline. Make sure you check it out. Wes Reynolds is going to join. And we've got, on Thursday, our 2023 college football betting guide coming out. I got an advanced copy when I was on vacation, and I have to tell you, it's ridiculous. It's just the information, because here's the deal. With realignment and transfer portal and new head coaches, a matter of fact, I think it's Mackinnon who's got a whole article just breaking down new head coaches, new faces, new places. That is invaluable information. It's all coming out on Thursday. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for more information. We also have the summer kickoff special. I know a couple of my friends in Michigan mentioned they like to pay everything up front. They did just that, 170 Bucks through the Super Bowl. That includes everything we do. Wes Reynolds is gonna join us now. Of course, Vieson host, you know, potentially the sharpest dude around VCN tonight, weekdays, 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern time with Matt Humans at Wes Reynolds1 on Twitter. They'll have full reaction as the trade deadline in Major League Baseball will have passed by then. But as we say hi to Wes, first off, hi, Wes. It's it's great to talk to you. Uh, you've got three best bets. Let's go to the group, and I'll leave the other two for those that want to get the guide. I'll leave those as a little bit of a tease. But let's start here with Colorado State. You've got them going over four and a half wins. Hi, Wes. Yeah,
7: yeah and, and uh, good to be with you guys. Uh, yeah, I do like the Rams over four and a half here. Juicy over minus 145. If you watch this team last year, they weren't very good. They went 3 and 9. Jay Norvell came in from Nevada to take over the job in Fort Collins. The offensive line actually gave up 59 sacks, which was the most in all of FBS, and they were the third worst scoring offense in FBS, 13.2 points a game. But they showed improvement, especially on defense late in the season. They get eight starters back on that side of the ball. They only gave up 20 points a game in Mountain West games. They also had a quarterback in Clay Millen who actually led FBS in completion percentage, 72.2%. He's back. Torrey Horton, who might be the best receiver in the Mountain West, is also back. Uh, They have the two Pac-12 opponents early. They have Washington State and at Colorado. But I think the schedule is really manageable. Uh, You look at them, there are four conference road games in the Mountain West or Utah State, UNLV, Wyoming, and Hawaii. Wyoming may be a little bit better, but everybody else kind of around there, I think, is they're either going to be favored against or coin flips against. And you get the tougher opponents where maybe you could steal one of these three at home with Boise State, Air Force, San Diego State. The Mountain West isn't really a conference where there's a lot of talent gap top to bottom it's kind of just like okay who's the first year head coach and who's rebuilding and then you pick on that team and that was Colorado State and then the spot that they were last year Uh, Jay Norvell I'm going to trust him here because he's done this before in the Mountain West remember he went three and nine in his first year at Nevada and then they went eight and five by year two so you can get rapid improvement in these non-power five conferences so uh, Colorado State over four and a half for me
2: like the call there, and you mentioned uh, Clay Millen and uh, Troy Horton. Both of these guys are Nevada transfers coming along with Jay Norvell from Reno down to the Fort. Uh, should be pretty effective season here for this team as they look to get things turned around. Want to switch to the Big Ten, Wes. I know you did a tremendous job of putting the guide together, particularly focusing in on the Big Ten. I want to start out West a little bit with a team that's had some success. Not necessarily that goes in line with the talent that they have, but uh, PJ Fleck and the Minnesota Golden Gophers have done a nice job over the last several years. How do you see the Gopher season? and where do you come out on their season win total this year?
7: Yeah, I, I lean, I think the number really is about right at seven when you look at Minnesota, Amala. uh, They get uh, the new quarterback, uh, uh, Tanner Morgan is now gone, but also John Michael Schmitz is gone. Their offensive line star and then Mo Ibrahim is gone. So they're going to have to make a little bit of switch offensively. Kirk Sayaraka goes to Rutgers to go ahead and take that offensive coordinator job. And uh, Kalia Kakmanis uh, did start five games at quarterback last year. They do have a transfer, Sean Tyler, 2,000-yard seasons at Western Michigan at running back. So I think they really like the pass catchers as well. But the strength of this team was the defense. They were fourth nationally in scoring D last year, ninth in total D. Secondary does take a little bit of a blow, and they're going to have to do better at rushing the passer. They were 118th nationally in sack last year the schedule is a little bit more difficult though for Fleck and the guys because they do have to play the crossover games against the East Division and two of those crossovers are Michigan and Ohio State plus they got to go to Iowa Kirk Ferentz is six and all all time against BJ Fleck. so I could see Minnesota taking a little bit of a step back I did not necessarily bet this win total I think I recommended the under seven in the guide I think six or seven is about right for these guys.
5: Wes Reynolds joining us here. Sharp money. Of course, it's a big day coming up on Thursday, not just NFL football in the preseason, but we've got our college football betting guide dropping on Thursday. Go to visoncom slash subscribe to check it out. I'll stick out West and well, we'll stick out West with the big 10 West. I-, I think it was just a matter of time with Jeff Brom. As a matter of fact, the fact that he stuck around at Purdue that long, I think was the surprise, but he has moved on. And they kind of go opposite offense to defense with Ryan Walters. Now as new head coach there uh, at Purdue, you've got to win total of five and a half. You are bullish on this team.
7: Yeah, I I lean over here, Patrick, and you you knew that Jeff Brom eventually was going to go home to the alma mater and Jeff Brom, by the way, has been uh, talking big about Louisville this year. There's a lot of high expectations for this team. So I lean with their over as well, but you're right. Why Ryan Walters comes in. He was the DC at Illinois. And they had one of the best defenses in the country last year. Uh, Boilers kind of benefited from, I think, a relatively soft schedule. And then it really ended with a thud. They got blown out by Michigan. And then they got absolutely embarrassed at by LSU in the Citrus Bowl. So, on the surface, they don't bring a lot back. But – I like the offensive coordinator hire with Graham Harrell who of course uh, played under Mike Leach at Texas Tech. So it's going to be a little bit of a modified air raid. Harrell was last at West Virginia by the way as their offensive coordinator Hudson card from Texas going to take over at quarterback. Uh, They actually have a pretty solid running game uh, coming back Purdue and that's kind of been really very rare in West Lafayette because they haven't been able to run the ball because they throw so darn much with Jeff Brom. but they're going to want to run the ball a little bit more because people think air raid and they think just pass 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 no they run the ball and they use a lot of screens and a lot of dump offs in the flat so I think that there may be a more run heavy emphasis early the defense I think could be very good here with uh, Walters and Kevin Kane coming in from Illinois they're going to run a three four Illinois Did lead the nation in scoring defense last year, third in total defense. Very good outside linebacker core. Defensive line, though, is going to have some growing pains because it's brand new and they're relying a lot on the transfer portal. They got a road trip to Virginia Tech and you have to play Ohio State and Michigan, which is why you get that five and a half heavily juiced to the under. But I'm going to lean a little bit on the over. There's always one of those teams in the West that you don't think are going to be very good that kind of surprise, and I think it might be Purdue.
2: You mentioned Purdue. Uh, this is an interesting team. You just talked about them. But the one thing that stands out to me in this Big Ten West is the lack of consistency for teams outside of Wisconsin. West, is there any team? I was probably projected to have a pretty decent year because of the defense. Is there any team that people could look for to be a potential team to challenge Wisconsin in the Big Ten West to get to Indianapolis for the uh, conference title game?
7: Yeah, Maul, you said it. I think maybe the only team that's going to be able to do that is Iowa, of course, with Northwestern having the, the late coaching change that they've had over the summer. Also, Nebraska, Matt Rule in his first year. Purdue has a first-year head coach that I just mentioned. I think probably Iowa is the closest. Now, the offense, the numbers aren't pretty. Cade McNamara does come in, and I think that that's going to improve them. And just based on what I've been reading, they've really responded to him as the leader of the team. He's come in right away and been the leader. He brings in Eric All, his tight end from Ann Arbor as well. But... Not a lot that really dazzles you at the skill position, and the offensive line's got to be better. They gave up 38 sacks, and they're usually one of the best offensive lines in the country. But the defense, even with some personnel losses, I'm going to trust these guys. I think that defensively and special teams, they're always really good for Phil Parker. And they were second, I think, in scoring defense last year and in total defense, Recall that they won 7-3 to against South Dakota State, 9-6 to at Illinois, 10-7 to against Iowa State. So they can win lower scoring games. But the interesting thing is if Brian Ferentz is going to be able to live up to that contract that Gary Barta, who actually, as of yesterday, no longer the Iowa Athletic Director, they gave him a slight pay cut, and they're requiring his offense to average 25 points a game and for the team to win seven games. That, that is really interesting parameters that they have set for this guy. But you, you know what Iowa is going to be under Kirk Ferentz. They're right. always going to play good defense. They're going to play smart, play good special teams. Lean over eight because they don't have to play Ohio State or Michigan this year.
2: Quick question. If the defense scores, does that help Brian Ferentz's offensive numbers? Does that count towards that? <laughs> because that's very crucial <laughs> at Iowa. They're going to put right. up at least seven or eight touchdowns this year on the defense side of the ball.
7: I need to get the I need to get the contract (laughs) and go over it with uh, with legal here to make sure that that's involved there because certainly for Iowa based on their offense last year it was it was just dreadful but I think McNamara at least is a legit quarterback far better than they've had the last couple years probably the best guy they've had in the program since Stanley so I think Iowa's schedule is a lot more beneficial this year also their special teams they probably have one of the best punter kicker combinations in the country but you can't keep counting on the kicking game to win new games and that's what iowa had to do last year
5: last one one minute Wes. we'll let you get back to prepping for your show do you like fickle at wisconsin kind of a low-key guy do you like him headed to wisconsin
7: no i really like him patrick because i think he can recruit on a national level
5: there are some things that are too good to keep a secret
7: And bringing him in and now he brought in Phil Longo as the offensive coordinator, which is going to be a culture shock at Wisconsin, kind of trying to run that hybrid of a power running game with an up tempo, slightly air raidish attack with Tanner Mordecai coming in from SMU. But I think Fickle is going to recruit there. They had to rely a little on the transfer portal with the late hire, but defensively, I think they're going to be good. And I think he's arguably the most impactful new hire in 2023 in all college football.
5: No one's better. Wes Reynolds, host of Vcent Tonight with Matt Humans. Trade Deadline Reaction, College Football Betting Guide Once an Hour, and, of course, the top 50 fast food restaurants. Wes Reynolds won on Twitter. Thank you, buddy. Talk to you soon.
7: You, you bet, guys. Thank, Thank you. you.
5: Okay. We're going to come back. Remember, Sean Payton went in on Nathaniel Hackett. We have Hackett's reaction next.
4: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: How much does home field advantage matter in college football? You can read it in the guide coming out Thursday and Adam Burke coming up in just a little bit here on Sharp Money to discuss. Remember, go to vCN.com/slash subscribe, the college football betting guide. Listen, I know you've heard it on every other show because we're tackling college football relating to the guide, applicable information to help you become more sophisticated when it comes to a sport. That's probably the three of us. I would say it's our favorite sport to bet. Maybe a mall with college basketball, but college football is right there. This guide, it's so cheesy how I do it, but I have so much respect for how much work goes on behind the scenes. I'm just a dummy that talks on the air. They grind behind the scenes, so I can get syrupy about it, but this is, again, been here for, I don't know, five years now. This college football betting guide is a must. It's vison.com slash subscribe. You will not regret it specifically because there's just so much turnover now. It's so, you, I was reading through the guide, the preview, fellas. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. I was reading through the preview, and I'm like, that dude transferred? And this is what we do for a living. Like, it's impossible to
2: keep up. You're absolutely right. It's become free agency every year in college football, and not only for the players, but the coaches as well. You know, I mentioned it earlier, 60 or 61 offensive coordinators have been replaced at schools. Now you have certain people like Brian Hartline who got promoted within, but still it's a new OC instead of Ryan day. So you look at it and you have to adjust to some of these things. And you're absolutely right. There's so much work that goes into it. It's not easy. And the other thing is guys, the information gets out there towards August and September. To gather some of the information in uh, May and June, it's not the easiest time of the year to get it.
5: Yeah, it, it, listen, just nuts and bolts, smart, sophisticated betting content. If that's what you're looking for to kind of ride shotgun with you through the college football season, Thursday it's coming. Don't be late, uh, big guy. I want you to do me a favor. We've got the trade deadline. When is it, fellas? In an hour, fifty-eight uh, minutes. Fifty-eight yeah, less minutes. Than yeah. An hour to baseball? go. Okay, I want do me a favor. You have the Max Scherzer quote ready because I couldn't quite conceptualize what he was trying to say during when you passed it over to me. I just want to pass this piece of information along. Now, I didn't like Eduardo Rodriguez when he was signed by the Tigers because he's Eduardo Rodriguez, but I will tell you that he has been a pleasant surprise. The lefty. Here's the deal. I mentioned earlier in the show that he has a minimal trade clause, meaning each year he can tell the Tigers, these are the 10 teams I have to approve. Well, guess what happened? Passin is reporting, Jeff Passen, the Los Angeles Dodgers – and Detroit Tigers had a trade in place for the left-handed starter, Eduardo Rodriguez, but Rodriguez invoked his 10-team no-trade clause that included the Dodgers, and the deal is now dead. Sources are telling ESPN and Amal, you had the right reaction. What does that mean about Rodriguez?
2: Yeah, absolutely. This is surprising. you got a chance to go play for a contender. I can appreciate that being in Los Angeles can be more challenging, but Eduardo Rodriguez signed a five-year, uh, 70 I want to say 75 to $78 million deal with the Tigers uh, after twenty one, and for him not to make this move is a bit surprising because I think he would have been your potential starter in the first game of the postseason.
5: I can't disagree with you. He eats innings as well. Right. I think the stage was too big i I'm shocked by the fact that that's one team as far as the ten that he won't go to. big guy, that's a shock.
3: It's just a loser move and it's a loser move for the future. Like look, if I could tell if I told you you could join one roster right now. I think between the three of us, two of us would choose the Dodgers. Like, one, live in Los Angeles. Two, you know every year you're going to be in the postseason. Three, they have a a scouting department that has unlimited resources that's going to find a way to get the best version of you on the mound every time. I don't – this screams volumes about – Where he's at mentally like this is a guy who doesn't want the pressure of situations in the postseason pitching for a team with expectations and there's a lot of guys in sports like this. You can be really good pitching in fourth place for the Tigers, but can you be great when it matters and
5: there's a pennant push. Totally agree. Soft. You've got more trades happening as we get closer and closer, inch closer to the trade deadline. Can I give you the four teams that I came up with that well, paint the can, picture? Of can the we 2023 guess? baseball season. Yeah, I'd love for you to guess. Okay, here's how I'll set it up. There are two negative. Oh, okay. And there are two positive. These four teams, to me, a list of four. That so far, as we sit here August 1 and head down the stretch, these four teams kind of paint the picture of the 2023 baseball season. Amal Shaw, go ahead. Uh, Baltimore Orioles. (laughs) First place, a statistical anomaly. The run differential is 50, and the plus – the Tampa Bay Rays who are in second place, 139 plus run differential. Think about that. They hit with runners in scoring position. They're opportunistic comeback wins. One run wins for the Orioles. Great defense. They just a deep farm system. They've got Rushman betting lead off, by the way, everybody was talking about the Orioles landing Verlander. Well, they just, they're going to make a trade at the end of August. John means is coming back.
2: You're absolutely right about that. This team is playing extremely well. That series in Tampa, we'll look back on it taking. Th- I think they took three out of four in Tampa. Could be the crucial series in terms of who ends up winning the AL East. Uh, second team, I'm going to go
5: with the Chicago White Sox. Thought about them. Okay, that would be a negative. San- Dustin, take pick a team. Oh. The New York Mets. Yep. Okay, the Mets, that's obviously a negative. They're 50 and 55, by far the highest payroll in baseball this year. It just never clicked think about the the contrast from last year, Bucks first year where there wasn't a reason for them to start the way they did and they just built on it. You can have the momentum in sports conversation. It was legit with the Mets fell apart late, Braves took over, it's a great team, but 50 and 55 with Verlander, Hall of Famer, Scherzer, Hall of Famer coming in, obviously World Baseball Classic losing the closer didn't hurt didn't help them any, but 50 and 55 absolutely they're part of the bigger picture story. 20 23. I'm all your next. Uh, I was going to go with Padres, but I'm going to amend that to the New York Yankees. Nailed it. Last place in division. Did you know that they've struck out 30 times in the last two games? Also, Boone has legitimately gone loco. Like every <laughs> time you turn around, Aaron Boone is losing his freaking mind. Well, how about which yesterday? Has kind of shown itself on the field. No. What about yet? Did you see what happened with him
3: yesterday? Her- no. Herman is scratched because of some sort of injury. They said he could have started through it, whatever, but they scratch him. They start Brito. And then in the fourth inning, Herman's Brent warming up in, and yeah. comes in the game It pitches like four innings.
5: You guys are doing well. So Amal nailed it with the Orioles. That's a positive. The Yankees, that's a negative. Dustin, the Mets, a negative. There's one more team, as far as I'm concerned, that is painting the picture of the 2023 season. Amal, you can take a stab. Well, I thought Atlanta would be too obvious, uh, but I'm going to go with the. Cin- too obvious. I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati Reds are exactly the team that I picked. Now they're 59 and 49 in first place. Elie de la Cruz has taking somebody like Mike, my- Nephew Landon, who doesn't care about baseball, he cares about a Ellie De La Cruz. He's that type of player, transcendent as far as just the swag that he plays with. The Reds were expected to be improved, certainly weren't expected to beat the Cardinals in division, certainly weren't expected to beat the Brewers in division. Uh, this, is, this is a great story this year as the Reds sit in first You see the slide with the Brewers as we talk about it, but the Reds and Orioles by far and away, the two big positives, you could have taken the White Sox and replaced the Yankees. But I think just because of market and just because the expectations and the fact that they're in last place in their own division, I think the Yankees and Mets fill out the four that paint the picture. You guys
3: cool with those? Well, you mentioned all the strikeouts for the Yankees. Just want to add, they've struck out today. They're the only team that has not made a, a deal here at the deadline.
5: Struck out is an interesting way to phrase it. Struck out is definitely the way to say it. <laughs>
3: it's <laughs> it's so funny. He brought that up for a broadcaster, out? Out? but I love struck it. Struck out. I love no. it. Whatever.
2: It's so funny I, that Patrick said that, because that went through my head. I'm like, should I correct him on that one, or should I let it slide? I feel I hey. stru-
5: struck in is a word. I think you just struck it's it out stri- with your point, but you're uh, well striking from the record. Um, strike. It. The, the, uh, the if you guys if you guys were to replace, I guess the White Sox for you, um, all Dustin. Is there somebody you would replace of my four as a negative or positive or a positive? It doesn't matter. Um,
3: here's what I'll say. While you were gone, I had a realization. Remember how boisterous I was? Is that a word? Boisterous. Bo- boisterous yes. works, boisterous? but boisterous does. Too. I combine two of them as one word. Hey, you're good. Uh, Lit. Before the season, the Milwaukee Brewers were my favorite bet for the World Series at 40 to one completely ignored the ticket until about a week ago. It is very much alive and that team is hideous looking. But somehow, they keep winning games, and they're not going to end up relinquishing a playoff spot. I think they're going to end up going to the postseason. They're going to get Woodruff back. They're going to make a push here. I like the addition to Canna. Their younger players are going to get more experience and be better than they were earlier in the year. I think the Milwaukee Brewers are very sneakily alive. Also, they added Andrew Chaffin to the bullpen today. I like a lot of these subtle moves they're making.
2: By the way, Nice. I, I like this Brewers team. I think they got a great shot. I still think their pitching could potentially stymie Atlanta in the postseason. They definitely have an opportunity. So, uh, the word is stricken.
5: No, he was trying to say they didn't execute something. Stricken would be like take that off the record. No, that's what I'm saying. He when he said struck it, when he said struck Oh, he said str- struck an he out. He said, I, they, it, they listen, could be stricken. I love the guy. Now he's bitter at me. I can tell he's got well, the I'm face. Googling. I, I'm not good at words. I don't do words. No, you do do words. Well, it's just, you saw, saw what happened after we called him out for it. He started to struggle with boisterous. Well, no, I didn't know if it was boisterous or boisterous. <laughs> we, we, he ended up on uh Amal, Would you take the four and replace any? The, the Mets definitely on there. Um, I, oh, the Orioles. He, Go ahead. Two teams
3: that I – the Rangers and the Blue Jays would, be, would jump Those, out that's to me. Fa- that's fair.
2: I, I wouldn't go with the Blue Jays, but I would agree with you on the Rangers. And then the other one I would go with, who is the – Patrick, you had the Yankees. I would probably probably replace the Yankees with the White Sox, only because the Yankees are still theoretically in contention. Uh, the White Sox have been an absolute five-alarm fire. Well, and the, and the Angels technically held the keys to the entire story of the
3: season by not trading Shohei because that would have made someone else's season even better.
5: Totally agree. Yeah, you guys were right, though. The Braves are just, it's too obvious. Right. I couldn't do anything with the Dodgers. Maybe you could put the Rays in there, but they've cooled off. Like, the Orioles overtaking the Rays. Yeah. And the Rays kind of struck out. That is where I put them behind the Orioles. Struck Look at him. He's better. Hey, we've got more trades coming in as we are just 49 minutes away from the trade deadline coming and going. In Major League Baseball 2023. We'll come back with those. And Adam Burke college football as well sharp money
0: there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Bring along the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandys to add a sprinkle of joy to your workday. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandys.
0: What do the most successful
1: growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.